This is episode number 14 with Jag and Narali. G'day legends and welcome to Your Life of Impact, where we connect with world-class athletes and coaches, health experts and enthusiasts, inspiring entrepreneurs and community leaders, all to teach you how to tap into your inner excellence. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm extremely grateful you're joining us today on your impactful journey. This is another amazing example of why I absolutely love life. I randomly met these genuine legends when I was in London and have connected with them as amazing friends and business mentors. Jag and Narali are a husband and wife team passionate about food and entrepreneurship. Narali is an expert in human behavior and has studied psychology to a master's level. Jag worked as a business consultant in the digital arena for more than 12 years and loves all things digital, food, entrepreneurship and health. Together they have created two successful businesses, Superfoodio, which is a delicious range of premium healthy snack options, and Beyond the Bowl, where they take their combined 20 years experience and help other startup businesses through their journey. They have a great story and an even better, powerful advice on their business startups. We talk a lot about their health food product they've created because of their impact and mission to help people develop a positive relationship with food. Just to clarify, they are not a sponsor of the podcast, but I do absolutely push their product when discussing healthy snack options because I truly believe in it. And more importantly, I believe in their mission and their impact they'll make in the world around health. And if you know me personally or have listened to episode triple zero, you know that health is my number one value, my mental health, physical health, emotional health, and spiritual health. So it goes without saying that when I connect with genuine human souls who are creating genuine healthy products, I want to share their story and help them leverage their impact. In this episode, you will learn what the Google of the foodie world means to them, tips on how to optimize your relationships when you are couples in business, how creating space in your life is the best action to take to create anything meaningful, why George Gregan is the David Beckham of the Australian rugby world, and how to pitch your product from a place of genuine authenticity and how this is the most powerful way to secure business. About halfway through when we're talking about great audiobooks to listen to, I mentioned our link for you guys to have the opportunity to listen to some audiobooks for free, but I actually say the wrong link. So the correct link is yourlifeofimpactbook.com and I'll link that up in the show notes for you to get a free trial with Audible, which is exactly what I and many other influential entrepreneurs did to get started on the awesome journey of investing into our ongoing learning through audiobooks. It's an addictive rabbit hole like when you start listening to podcasts and you just can't get enough. Tell us about your big audacious vision of your company, Superfoodio. The big audacious vision, uh, good question. It is uh, all about, we sort of, when we initially started, we wanted to um, make Superfoodio the same as um, Google. So we want Superfoodio to be the Google of the foodie world. That was the goal. 
Now, the way that sort of comes to be is um, Google started off as a search box on a web page, um, and that's all it was. But what it did was um, allow users or their customers to find what they're looking for, sort of get the results and sort of discover things um, that they may have known before or were curious to know about. And look at Google now, it is infused in your life in so many different ways, whether it be on a mobile phone or your Gmail or Google Docs. They're there to add value in a seamless way. And that is what we kind of encapsulated Superfoodio as. It's sort of a place where a customer can come to, whether it be through our website or through some of our snacks or on Instagram, and be enriched with um, whether it be knowledge or flavor or a new taste that they can discover and um, sort of satisfy curiosity, if you will. So building a community around that curiosity and a community to enhance healthy snack options or healthy healthy living options by the sound of it as you grow to be the Google of the foodie world. That's exactly right. It's, uh, it's all about um, helping people have a positive relationship with food and however it manifests itself is 100% okay with us. So, you know, it, it, it will sort of constantly evolve. Superfoodio is a living organism, if you will. It, it's a lifestyle. So as times change, as new things are discovered, um, as we learn more, we can sort of feed that into Superfoodio and the story and the business can grow in that way with customers who can join us in that journey and enjoy what we do. I absolutely love that because community is so powerful because we can leverage from each other and we can learn, grow and develop when we work together as a community. And this is exactly why one of my visions for the podcast is to grow a community of impactors, understanding what it's like when a lot of people get together. Also, it's what I love about that big audacious goal to be the Google of the the Google of the foodie world is it's just so important to have big audacious goals because as we've discussed over the last few days when we've met up at different times that when you have a big vision and you have your audacious goals, you're able to make decisions on a daily basis that are actually in line with that. You know what to say yes to when you get opportunities. You know what to say no to when you get opportunities when you have those big audacious visions. That's very right. I mean, we're all about listening because once you sort of um, listen to your customer or friends and family, they have actually helped shape our um, journey and through to actually our products as well. We are literally looking to fulfill someone's need or curiosity or sort of uh, having healthier options in snacks or say, for example, introducing a vegetable-based granola, which is one of our latest products. It was because we saw the gap, we asked people and they told us that yes, there is something that's missing in their lives and they wished it was something similar of this sort. And we went away and um, sort of answered those questions and came up with a result, which is now on a shelf and people can buy and enjoy them. <laughs> and we'll definitely get into the, more of this as we move forward. And you said we, so I want to say, first of all, welcome to JAG. 
and Narali. Welcome to Your Life of Impact. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. It's such an honour and a pleasure to be uh, here with you today and uh, share uh, some of uh, what we're learning and our journey with you. And we're here in London. So you guys live in London. Uh, we're here at this beautiful hotel where I've been staying for the past couple of weeks for our Para World Championships. And we're looking out the window actually at some it's an amazing view with uh, the Docklands and the boats. And then on the other side, we've got the Tower Bridge Hotel. And you guys have got some special memories from this hotel yourselves. I've just found out. You were here having engagement drinks not so – oh, well, a while ago. How many years yeah, ago was that? a while ago. I think – how many years? Five years. <laughs> Five, Five, six years ago. Years. Yeah, yeah. we – because we, um, Jag was living around this area at that time. So, we – wanted to uh, celebrate our engagement with friends and family and like you said the view from here is really great you can see the the tower bridge and it just felt like the perfect sort of uh, setting to kind of celebrate um, our engagement which um, yeah feels like a, a long time ago now. Beautiful and Jack you're an Aussie but Narali you are from here yes is that that's right? right born and brought up here yeah born and bred yeah, I grew up in Australia. Uh, long story, uh, but I was born in India. Um, when I was about two two years old, we moved to Kenya, which is where I grew up in a small town town called Webuye. Uh, really funny story, which is where I learned how to speak Swahili as one of my first languages. And uh, only when I was about uh, ten odd years old, we moved over to Melbourne, Australia, and that had, uh, you know. It's in my heart. Uh, that's where I call home. Can you still speak Swahili? Yeah, sure can. Can you tell me something in Swahili? Just throw out a sentence. Tell me about this beautiful view behind you. Oh, me. I wouldn't go that far, but uh, <laughs> I can definitely say Jambo Buana Habarigani. Jambo Buana Habarigani. Yeah. Do I get it? Me, what did absolutely. I say? Absolutely. Yeah, perfect, actually. It means, uh, hello, how are you? Oh. Yeah, it's, so that's their good day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. Now, at the time of this recording, Jag, you and I met only one week ago at a healthy food store here in London called Planet Organic, but I feel like we've been mates forever and I feel like we will be mates forever. Uh, I was tasting your food samples in the store and we were just chatting about a lot of different things and we got chatting about podcasts and we showed each other our phones and have you listened to this one have you listened to that one we showed each other audio books we were talking about all that sort of stuff and then we we're talking about relationships and then we started to discuss you guys and your journey and then you started to tell me about your product it took a while to actually get to that so we're going to branch into what this product is because I'm super excited about it. I've got a few bags. I did have one on the table, but I knew that if I kept it there with me, I'd be eating it throughout this uh, this chat because they're so delicious. But Narali, I'm stoked to have you guys here together because when Jag spoke about you, because we, we, we caught up a couple of times. So we met randomly in the store. Then he took me for coffee. The yeah. next day we went for lunch and you were busy doing other stuff yep. in the business at different locations. But every time... Jag spoke about you. He spoke about you in such a, a genuine, authentic, loving, caring way. And I thought, I can't wait to meet the better half <laughs> of this uh, this new mate for life. So we we actually met a couple of days ago for the first time and uh, we, we ended up back at Planet Organic yep. actually having some kombucha <laughs> and some very healthy foods there. Uh, and you guys actually helped me uh, map out a little bit of business strategy stuff, which is another part of your business that we're going to get into as we move forward too. So... I'm really excited to have you guys here together to um, to tell your story because I think you have so much to offer to our listeners around business 
and startups and in particular relationships so not just relationships together but relationships apart away from you guys and the relationships to build businesses um, and the vision that we already spoke about and of course healthy snacking so let's start it off with you both working corporate jobs you both threw in the towel to travel South America and that's sort of where the all this journey began tell us a little bit about that yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, as you mentioned, we were both in the corporate world and wanting uh, to go traveling. So South America was one of those places on both of our lists. Um, and we started planning out our journey, sort of left the, the corporate world. And our first destination was um, Argentina. Um, so our, we're, both of us were both vegetarians. So our first thought was, how are we going to what are we going to eat for four months um, being foodies? And obviously, um, yeah, just also kind of having a passion for sort of health and nutrition. Um, I guess when you go away for a couple of weeks, you know, on holiday or something, it's it's fine. But when you're away for that long, like four months, you kind of have to think a little bit more about what you're going to eat. Um, and I guess the nature of some of the things we were planning, like the Inca Trail, um, meant that we would need that nutrition and, you know, be able to sort of sustain um, doing the treks and things like that for longer. So we, we sort of took a few things with us. Um, but what we actually found was that when we got to Argentina and then on to uh, Brazil and Bolivia and Peru, we because we were there for so long, we really got to immerse ourselves with the culture and the local people. So we got to... Um, I guess, understand how they live off the earth, what the local sort of foods are. So we discovered things like the acai berry in Brazil and the acai bowls, which we still love to this day. Definitely. Uh, and uh, things like quinoa, which again, at that stage, because this was a few years back, um, I think we'd just about heard of quinoa and it was starting to appear on like supermarket shelves. But, but you know, not knowing much more about that. So we, with the locals, we, we saw how it was farmed, how they sort of used it and how versatile it was. And, you know, learned that you can use it from every in everything from like breakfast all the way through to dessert. Um, so it was that, that sort of learning that we wanted to bring back with us to the UK. And I guess it opened our minds that, you know, here when we sort of maybe go shopping and we're busy in our day to day lives, you pick up something and you just, you know, you cook it, you make it, you do what you're familiar with. But you don't really have that time to think about where it's actually from or how it's grown or maybe the different ways that you can use it. So that's how we sort of started. And we, I guess, kicked off with like a, a healthy discovery box um, where we brought together and curated um, foods and snacks and ingredients from sort of local suppliers in the UK, um, but also sort of um, recipe cards and information cards explaining a little bit more about one particular ingredient, where it was from. So I guess the, the boxes were a way of sort of uh, communicating with our sort of audience and the community that we were building um, how we could uh, how they could use certain ingredients or you know how they could use where where certain things were grown um, so we wanted to sort of make it easier for people to to discover that yeah and uh, um, education plays such a big part in food and we we felt that was the missing part because 
even though being such passionate foodies ourselves, we learnt so much by immersing ourselves, as Nirali mentioned, in South America, you know, doing things like homestays and hearing stories from, you know, mothers or grandmothers who are cooking for their, um, you know, sons, daughters, wives, um, etc. Um, and then who go away and do farming all day. The kind of energy and sustenance required means you have to fuel yourself the right way and, you know, living and working in corporate environments, sometimes food is more about filling that hunger gap rather than really thinking about, you know, what it is, how it's made, where it came from. And that's sort of where we felt we could really add some value to um, our our sort of community's uh, life by sharing some of that, you know, behind the scenes of uh, particular ingredients or sort of showcasing like a a, a small batch producer, um, you know, out in Devon or the countryside of the UK who may not normally get an ability to reach that London customer uh, who's working the, uh, the nine to five or <laughs> sometimes is the nine to nine out here. So, yeah, it was just about enriching people lives both from a supplier end as well as the customer so that that amazing south american trip obviously sparked the curiosity and you talked about the boxes that you came back and developed now since i've met you you've got your products on the shelves in a different way as well and it's not just the online boxes and these i have to admit that the the cacao uh, nibs with the quinoa bound by it's bound by coconut palm nectar correct I am addicted to them. So, and I'm not the only one. A few, you guys know, you delivered, I asked for 30 packets from you a couple of days ago because yes. anyone that I've shared them with has said, all right, get me some, get me some, get me some. So we've all stocked up from you. Brilliant. And a few of the people have said, this is, I've, I've got to buy the small packets because if I buy the big one, as soon as I open them, they're gone. They're, they are actually an amazing product. But just backtracking a little bit, for you guys to give up your corporate jobs and obviously, a significant um, income each in your corporate world. Just sort of give us a glimpse of what you were both doing in corporate and that scary leap when you did that. Sure thing. So um, I guess, you know, well, the business plan for the uh, Superfoodio was actually written on um, an iPad uh, when we were traveling from uh, Bolivia to Peru. It was a 17-hour bus journey. Uh, and sometimes uh, if you travel those tracks, you know that it's very difficult or quite scary to even get a uh, a, a wink uh, on those bus rides. So we had already sort of um, sort of a lot of uh, positive um, inspiration that we had within us to share our um, journey with our friends and families. And uh, we'd written that up um, in, in our iPad notes. And um, it's only... Um, when we returned that we felt, okay, we want to give this a real red-hot crack. And as you rightly said, we both had um, sort of corporate jobs, you know, we lived lived a good life, um, you know, working and uh, really enjoyed that side of things. So to take that big leap was actually uh, quite a scary decision to make. Um, so at the beginning, um, Nirali was the one who sort of hit the ground running to 
build the business up and sort of get it up and running what is the idea you know how we're going to deliver it and you know all the behind the scenes that needs to happen to actually have a a product that you can um, go to market with Uh, whereas I had gone back to uh, working and supporting us um, because as you know you know as a startup you know funding is such a critical part of um, you know your success and and lesson until you have um, exterior help from people who might be investing in your business uh, it is hard to go to the next level and as as a starting point we wanted to start lean in that you know we wanted to be self-sufficient sort of um, prototype the idea and then scale it as we grew and kind of got customer feedback so we used the model um, test learn and iterate in that you test the market by doing the smallest possible um, deliverable item, um, creating it, then testing it in the market, learning from feedback that you get from real life customers, you know, who've put their hard earned money to purchase your product that you've created, asking for their feedback, uh, engaging with them, you know, on various platforms, whether it be through our Instagram channel or through emails or even meeting face to face, gaining their feedback and then iterating upon that. So taking on board the positives and applying that to what we are trying to do um, and what we're trying to say and, you know, carry that forward. So that's uh, that's how the journey uh, initially began. And I think going back to what you said about taking that sort of scary leap, because um, I, I remember if I think back, like when I had left my sort of corporate role, um, I w- left with the intention to to try something new. And my background sort of in the psychology world. So I wanted to go back to that. I felt like I'd kind of veered away a little bit. So I knew that I was leaving with the intention to start something new when I came back. I didn't know it was going to be a business and I did not know it was going to be to do with food. Um, but I think like if we, when we think back, it's that space that we had when we were traveling, the three, four months of actually not being in your sort of daily routine, kind of opening your mind a little bit that maybe got that creativity going that yeah where we sort of reached the conclusion that actually this is where we'd like to sort of try it was sort of that attitude after three four months and you come back and you're like yeah why not like what have we got to lose kind of thing it's so important like you said to create that space because creating space actually opens up the channels for curiosity and i think a lot of people try and uh, they hear you know find your passion find your passion chase your passion but it's less about that that's actually a scary piece of advice what it is about is about create space and learn what you're curious about and that and then tap into those curiosities and you don't just find a passion you develop your passion and it's through those curiosities and you know what you're curious about you turn that into developing your passion and that sounds like exactly what has happened for you guys. So you're a beautiful couple. How is it being in business together? I want to hear the goods and the not so goods. I want get real with us here. Okay. Um, well, to be honest, like we get asked this question quite a bit, I think. Um, because uh, yeah, when people meet us, they're they're sort of fascinated at how we've survived so far. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, it's very common these days, isn't it? Like, there's a lot more couples stepping yeah. into this space, yeah, and ste- in the entrepreneurial and the startup world. So I'd be very intrigued to hear how you guys make it work. Yeah, I mean, I think for us, um, 
I mean, I sometimes think that actually if one of us was doing this alone, it would be a lot harder. And the reason for that is because I guess you completely get immersed in the whole startup business world. And, you know, a lot of your time and energy and weekends and everything goes into that. And if only one of you was doing that, it would be really hard for the other person to sort of understand why, you know, you're on your laptop at night or in the evening. It's sort of not nine to five and then you switch off. You just sort of continue. So I think that's um, one of the things that actually makes it easier to have both of us um, working on it together. Um, and I think both of us have that same sort of... Um, I have the same sort of values or passion for what we want to grow and how we want to grow it. So, you know, if there is a setback, like we, I think we're quite similar in the way that we will bounce back. It's not that it's going to keep us down sort of thing. Um, or we know where we want to sort of grow and we know that the business, um, yeah, our passion for sort of health and fitness is is quite similar in that way that we both believe that we want to invest um, in our own health and nutrition and that is sort of the underlying kind of tone I guess that helps us always focus and, and work together. Yeah and uh, what you mentioned you know in terms of ups and downs um, it, it, you know obviously with any business uh, when, when it's more than just one person working away with it you're going to have different views brought on the table but what we I think as people um, do, and I guess we have that sort of, uh, you know, it's a really big bonus that um, because that's sort of what we do as a couple, we can take that and bring it into our business world is be open about and communicating to each other about, you know, if someone um, has a, uh, if Nirali has a viewpoint, which she's 100% settled on, or I have a slightly deferring viewpoint, we talk it through and one of us will end up winning each other one person over which is so important and I think that comes back to you know communication is the key even if you're coming uh, with a different thought or idea in mind about the direction or something you want to bring to fruition or how you even implement a particular process when it comes to business it's about talking it through and I think uh, we do that fairly well as a couple and we're always learning how to sort of apply that to our business as well to keep you know moving in a positive direction because we both know that we both share that common goal I think that's the key for us yeah absolutely understandable because the communication part is that whilst Nirali you might be 100% set on the idea and you think well of course Jag's going to be 100% set on the idea and unless you mm. guys communicate that because Jag might be 90% set and think well this isn't actually going to work so Nirali obviously thinks it's not going to work but then until you actually communicate then you're not going to know where each other's opinions or and perceptions actually sit within that. Yeah exactly and I think some of those um, discussions like at times can get quite heated as well because we're both so passionate but then I, at the same time, I... Nirali, I couldn't imagine you <laughs> raising your uh, voice and really? being, yeah, being heated. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if Jag has something else to say about that. No comment. <laughs> but um, I guess it's... I don't feel like I could sort of be that way with anyone else in, in the sense that be that open. Because at the end, I know when we've sort of reached a conclusion and then we're like, oh, that was like, we're almost like verging on an argument. It's actually like, well, at least we thrashed that out. Like that's what needed to be done. And I'm not sure, like, you know, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing that could be applied with anyone else where you're sort of 
forming like a business relationship. You might hold back a little bit. Um, so I guess it, it sort of allows you to be a bit more open and free and really sort of challenge um, challenge each other, like be beyond maybe what you would with someone else. And I think the best thing about what Nirali said is even sometimes we come back and sort of have these kind of long sort of questions or sort of debates about what it is, how how we're doing certain things. It's we both understand that why we're doing this. And at the end of the day, you know, whether it be in the next five minutes after we've sort of come to a conclusion after, you know, deferring views at the beginning, we both look back and just really laugh it out. So it's sort of like that whole Tom and Jerry thing, you know, they, they are the best of friends. And um, they it, it is just a bit of a bit of a laugh because we know at the end, we've both um, agreed upon how the next step or the next version of whatever it is that we're about to do is going to lead to the 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 greater good. Absolutely. And you've got that, uh, that powerful underlying why. You've set your big audacious visions and you know that everything in between is taking you. It's fueled by that why and it's taking you towards that. That's awesome. My fiance Marie and I are in a in the same sort of boat being, you know, in a startup area together. And what we find works best is that we both absolutely love what we're creating because it's so aligned with our core values and our visions like you guys just spoke about that even in the times of the tough long days we still keep the genuine compassion and empathy for each other and we've made a promise to always invest into our relationship even when times are awesome and we just think it can't get any better we're always asking each other questions how can this relationship actually be better because we're in it for the long haul and i think i've told you jag i'm living till i'm 110 marie's yes. only decided on 100 so i'll outlive her for 10 years but Brilliant. we want that the next period of life to be sustainable in that way but also like what you guys have done is create something amazing that is making that bigger impact at the same time yeah absolutely i mean uh, the superfoodio is uh, is sort of an extension of our life and our values that we hold. So it's not something um, you know that we went in there saying, "Oh, you know, we we're doing it for you know financial gains or you know whatever the reason it might." Be. It is actually because we're really passionate about that, um, and the way that superfoodio manifests itself into the world, it constantly evolve uh, based on what we love uh, what our customers and our community loves and tells us um, where we should go and what we should do you know it's about um, you know satisfying that need or that want rather than uh, creating things uh, off the cuff and um, seeing what happens well and I think a big part of that is also mentors and so relationships with other people that can take you forward. So, you know, relationships, all relationships in life and in business are vitally important. What's the relationships like that you guys have made in your network and mentors that you've reached out to to help you guys get to this stage and the ones that are going to sort of help you get to the next stage as well? Yeah, I think neither of us were sort of afraid to ask for help or advice um, when we started. So right from the beginning, we started sort of speaking to people in the community or who'd done it before, whether it was food or just general 
business to yeah just really understand what we were I guess getting into and if they had any sort of advice or thoughts um, I think one of the things that even though there's two of us it's really valuable to bounce ideas off um, with someone else and just get their thoughts and their inputs because I think when you're sort of in that world you you need that outside perspective as well um, someone to sort of maybe say have you thought about it this way or what's the impact of this or you know just sort of questioning something that maybe you haven't thought of or maybe at some level you're ignoring um you know just trying to sort of get on with everything else that you have to do so I think we've we've kind of um always sort of gone to events or linked up with people where we feel we could sort of ask for their advice or just call them up and yeah, sort of give them an update or, you know, run something past them. Yeah, and I mean, one perfect example of um, not being afraid to ask or start a conversation is the fact that our first mentor, we actually met through in quite a funny story, actually. Um, we, at the end of our South American uh, journey, we ended up at one of Nirali's uh, very good friend's uh, wedding in South India where we uh, obviously um, met new people that were at the wedding and there was there was a lovely girl there by the name of Kate who, uh, you know, we got along really well with and she asked her quite an interesting question. She says, oh, so what are you guys going to get back up to? What, you, what are you guys going to get up to when you get back to London? And that's where we said, oh, we have this amazing idea that we're going to do in, in the food world. And she goes, oh, that sounds really interesting. I should connect you with my dad. I think he's in the food world. That's what she said. Uh, and um, we we're like, oh, that sounds amazing. Please do. So when we got back, she had introduced us to her dad, Paul. Um, and we met for a coffee in central London. Obviously, it had to be a good cup of coffee, you know, being an Aussie. and <laughs> need to make sure that uh, I'm not just drinking a uh, let's not name the big brand out here. But uh, Well, you did take me for a good Australian-owned cafe coffee as soon as I met you. So, yeah. you're all over it. I think you know where they're all hiding throughout the yeah, city. <laughs> they are in London, so just need to know where and when. Um, so, we went for uh, a cup of coffee uh, with Paul and um, started sharing our story and it quickly became very clear to us that there was a lot more uh, to Paul than uh, met the eye and as we learnt more about him understood you know the the sort of the the reach and the sort of amount of knowledge he had about the food world he just happens to be an uh, an angel investor into a lot of the big food brands in the world and um, you know for him to see something in us was uh, simply uh, like an amazing feeling that uh, that someone like that actually at such an early stage of us um, showed us the belief which is so important uh, when you're starting something out someone who believes in you um, outside you know the two of us or, or at least our family and friends who obviously are going to be there to support w w no matter what you do but this was someone who we just told about our story and our idea and he was 100% behind us and sort of said he'd love to come on board as a as a mentor for us which was incredible and which is amazing and he's obviously still a close mentor for you guys to reach out to phone or another awesome Australian coffee however yes. you want to yes. reach out to this mentor but 
Around mentoring, because I think it can be a little bit confusing for people as well, but how do you guys perceive the awesome audio books that you both listen to and have recommended to me or a podcast? What was the book we both spoke about the other day? You recommended? Uh, Key Person of Influence, I think it was. Yeah, there's yeah. that one as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I've recommended that to a lot of people. What's your thoughts around though? Do you see that as a, like a mentoring tool? I guess um, with some of the audiobooks, I think they, they're really good at sort of providing tools and um, kind of opening your mind to uh, some of the books that I've read are around sort of opening your mind to how, how you may be thinking or how you may work and traps that you may fall into, which maybe are limiting your progression. Um, so in that way, I feel like actually they are really, really inspiring and are giving you sort of that basis for how to, um, yeah, kind of break beyond something that you want to achieve um, or even opening your mind to actually what it is that you want to achieve or, you know, what your true passion is. Um, but I think the thing that we found really valuable with with mentors that we've worked with is sort of um, being able to sort of pick up the phone to them and kind of have that conversation. Um, so I think that the books form a really good basis to, um, yeah, kind of get you to think differently, um, inspire you and provide you with some tools and thinking that you can sort of take forward. Um, and even some of the, like the, the book that you just mentioned, the, the key person of influence, like the five sort of steps that you can take to, to get there. But a mentor could be someone that's already lived there and maybe faced some challenges and you could sort of go back to them and say, oh, how, do, how, how exactly did you do this bit? Um, and, you know, I'm coming across this challenge. Like, how did you overcome that? So they're kind of a bit more, I guess, a live mentor that you can ask questions to. And once you've started taking those steps, um, yeah, you, you'll come across barriers and you can ask them, actually, it's not really working how I thought it would. Like, how could I maybe do differently or why do you think that is? And even I think the audiobooks as mentoring tools can be looked at as that starting point in creating space, like what South America did for you guys and can get people asking the right questions and thinking in that right mindset. Actually, for all the listeners, if you want to listen to that audiobook, or you can go to audible.com forward slash your life of impact and you can actually get that for free for uh, a little deal that I've linked in for our listeners which is really cool fantastic (laughs) good on you now you're obviously very proud of your product because you didn't hesitate in putting it in the hands of uh, someone who's very famous in Australia George Gregan uh, when you met him on a flight tell us a little bit about that yeah sure thing Uh, again it's one of those uh, sort of really interesting stories and Actually, before we start, yeah. for everyone that's not Australian that's listening and thinking George Gregan could just be another person on the street, Narali, how would we compare George Gregan to the British listeners? Well, I, uh, one way I think Jag um, explained to me, I guess, was um, I guess he's sort of the, the David Beckham of the Australian rugby There world. you go, the David <laughs> Beckham. Oh, actually, I think George would like that. He, we might take that as the, the looks factor as well and yeah, he'll, true, he'll play true. up to that. You better, does he know that you think he's the David David Beckham of the no, uh, rugby now. world. <laughs> I'm sure he'll tune into this podcast. <laughs> we'll, we'll drop him a, a cheeky text message after this. Yeah, just um, say, listen in, mate, and uh, you'll be happy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, as I was saying, I mean, uh, again, such an interesting story. And it's the, the power of saying hello. It's um, starting up a conversation where sometimes it's so easy to 
talk yourself out of something uh, and feel as if, oh, no, I don't think, I mean, what could I possibly say to so-and-so? Or I don't think I can add any value to this conversation, you know? Um, there, you know, we're all human at the end of the day and there is always a bit of that doubt in the back of your mind, but it's it's having that sort of that courage or that sort of positive mindset to um, nearly shut that down and feel confident enough in your ability and you as a person uh, to be able to kind of, um, you know, spark a conversation. And that's exactly how uh, we approached it. I mean, it just, um, you know, the we met George on an airplane uh, when we were heading back to Oz after a little while to uh, over Christmas uh, to visit friends and family back home for me. And um, just so happened, George Gregan was sitting opposite me on the on the flight, uh, which was fantastic. And you know, um, as he is, is very uh, famous person. Everyone knows him. You know, everyone was saying hi, hello to him. You know, wanting to get photo, etc. Um, and I was like, well, this is such a great opportunity to strike up a conversation, and uh, you know, see where that goes. So we, I said hello to him. Uh, and, uh, you know, we uh, started talking about, you know, where he's come from, where he was going and, you know, what he was looking forward to. And that's where I sort of uh, mentioned the fact, uh, you know, he was saying, you know, what what do we do? And I mentioned that, that we're a young startup in the healthy snacks world back in the UK. And um, here's what we do. So, you know, we had some product on us, uh, as you must at all times. Um, um, and I offered a pack to him. Funny enough, it was the cacao and quinoa cluster. Of course. Uh, had Addiction to be. Straight away. <laughs> exactly. Um, and um, so gave that to him and um, really wanted to get his feedback. You know, someone who comes from, from the sporting world, um, you know, health, nutrition plays a really big part in 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 performance and development, etc. And so we thought it'd be a great opportunity to get his feedback um, and see what he thinks. Um, so we'd left him with the products. Um, he'd um, shared his contact details with with us. And uh, basically said, let's have a, a conversation, um, you know, in you know a week or two. And that's where I sort of rang him up and said, oh, hi, George, it's Jag. You know, we met on the plane over to Australia and you had some of our snacks. And, you know, initially we had said, oh, let's talk for 10 minutes. We ended up speaking over an hour. Um, you know, he's a really lovely, down-to-earth um, guy. Uh really passionate about health, fitness and nutrition and, you know, gave us his time and really was curious and uh, wanted to hear our story. And uh, sort of the conversation just literally rolled on, you know. Um, He was uh, really passionate about us and sort of um, even said, you know, how can I help you on your journey? Um, And that's where we sort of engaged with him um, even more and more about, you know, what he does in his life and, you know, um, drawing up about his stories in the sporting world and sort of the, the success he's had. And the parallels are quite scary in a sense that they're so similar to what 
amount of commitment and dedication in the sports world or the kind of uh, focus and determination you need on a field to what it means to run a small startup business. Um, it was phenomenal. We learned so much from him and sort of look up to him as one of our inspirations. He's got quite a lot of businesses himself, doesn't he? And, and quite a few in the food industry. So I can see how he is a great mentor for you in that space. Absolutely. I mean, um, you know, on the field, he's obviously a legend. Um, and off the field, he's simply brilliant as well. So couldn't speak highly enough of George. Um, and, uh, you know, we're forever thankful for even the small bits of advice or the uh, snippets of his life he's um, been able to share with us so far. So, Jag, you're Australian. George Gregan, who you've met, who loves your product, he's Australian. Yes. Half the para-athletics team here have tried your product and love it. We're all Aussies. Are we going to see this product that's booming in London, that's infiltrated through Australian residents already, are we going to see it in Australia? Oh, great question. Uh, our attitude and approach is never say no. <laughs> uh, always say yes and then figure it out. So uh, we're forever um, sort of looking for new opportunities and new sort of uh, ideas to explore. And being an Aussie, uh, would love that sort of chance and opportunity to take these products and introduce them to the Australian market. Because there, even though we have um, a smaller population, uh, you know, according to UK or the EU market, it's just that it's such that people who care about health and nutrition in Australia, it's just what we call our day-to-day -day lifestyle, which is what, uh, funny enough, I found quite interesting is when I moved over here, uh, there was a phrase called a healthy lifestyle. And when I sort of looked into it and sort of understood what they meant by healthy lifestyle, it's just what us Aussies call lifestyle. <laughs> it's how we live, you know. It's all about fresh fruit, you know, chopped watermelon or oranges when you're sort of playing Saturday cricket or, you know, at, at the footy field, eat a, a banana here and there or whatever it is. It's how we've grown up. So I didn't know any different, um, but it's just how this has been coined. So taking our products back, I think would be an amazing opportunity and something we'd be very keen to explore. And who knows, you know, uh, in the next year or so, we could even be there if not sooner. Brilliant. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> and we're you. following that part of the journey very closely. <laughs> and obviously... Uh, you know, speaking of mentors, and I mentioned before that you guys helped me map out a bit of uh, strategy, business strategy stuff a couple of days ago. You're now mentoring other startups because of what, not just what you've learned in your startup journey, but what you've both been able to take from your corporate world. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing there in the in the mentoring the startups. Yeah, so I guess we, um, from everything that we've learnt on our journey, we wanted to share that with other sort of foodies and other startups um, who were wanting to start a business so I guess we were so grateful for everything that we've sort of all the advice that we've been given um, along the way and you know whenever we're sort of say we're sampling in store or we meet other startups at an event 
you know, we were getting a lot of questions around how we've sort of got to where we are and how we started and how we made decisions about, you know, everything from packaging to, to manufacturing or whatever it may be. Um, so we started connecting with a few of these um, startups and sort of putting together more of a structured program, I guess, where we mentor or have those touch points every so often, whether it's every week or every two weeks, um, and where we can kind of just run through where they're at so they could be at completely different stages like one startup from another but where we can sort of offer some advice um on maybe what they should sort of where they should start what they should start looking at um also asking questions around what's their actual goal like why they're doing what they're doing where they see themselves what's the sort of vision and goal what do they really enjoy doing and um yeah i guess kind of forming that foundation for how they should sort of grow grow their business um, and I think one of the things that we found really uh, valuable and what we want to offer is um, some of the, the accountability as well um, because I guess when you're sort of um, running your own business it's not the same as having a nine-to-five job where you've got like a manager who you may have a one-to-one with every week or every month um, when you're doing your own business it really is up to you to make sure you achieve those goals and no one else is really going to check in on you. So um, we wanted to offer some of that as well, where we're sort of setting goals with the the sort of startups that we're working with and, you know, kind of reflecting or looking back and reviewing those goals and seeing how far someone's got. Maybe if there's a reason why they haven't achieved the goal, then what the reason for that could be, you know, if there's any barriers that they're coming across. Um, so, yeah, really kind of working closely with someone. And I guess that's something that we um, have experienced um, ourselves and wished we'd sort of done right from the beginning in terms of having those regular touch points with someone yeah and the beautiful thing is that we um, ourselves are growing on a daily basis we're learning new things meeting new people uh, hearing exciting stories and building a uh, a really big network effectively of, uh, you know, whether it be people in the food world or people in the investment sector or people in the athletics world, you know, we've just been so fortunate to um, hear and share stories uh, with these amazing people that we come across in a day-to-day life. And it's sort of um, allowing us to sort of connect dots, which sometimes are so far away that other people might not be able to see that there is a direct line and sometimes um, the people that we're working with now um, we sort of just say hey guys I think this is a great opportunity or time for you to connect with you know x y and z because they're on a similar journey or I believe they can really add some tremendous value so it might not even be us actioning something but it's us about being the the sort of the catalyst. Um, so we see ourselves as sort of helping people who are passionate um, and want to help themselves, uh, and we're just there to to facilitate that. Brilliant, and that sounds like an easy surface level thing. But I know from the discussions that we've had, that goes quite deep, and you guys have a lot to offer around that space and a lot to unpack and when people come to different things sorry to you with different ideas and what different needs i know that you know what you have to offer and then if you don't you can connect them with those who do one thing i want to ask jag you have successfully pitched to get into big healthy uh, food chains like whole foods who are 
very well known internationally as being a an organic and very very healthy food space planet organic where we met yes you've uh, pitched and got into those spaces and, and other health food stores around that other people in the food industry have said to you that can take a year that can take three years things like that how have you perfected your pitch? Actually, better than that, I want you to pitch to me. I want you oh, wow. <laughs> to treat me like I am the uh, Swarovski, the Swarovski <laughs> of the food industry. I want you to pitch your product to me. Oh, wow. That's uh, <laughs> on the spot there, Brett. <laughs> Cheers. Um, I guess the way, so just to give you the way we think, um, just a bit of a sort of a behind the scenes is... Um, is all about being authentic. Uh, it's all about being able to share or take someone on a journey or or your story, and that's what people buy into um, when they can see that there is a a genuine passion or interest um, into sort of creating an output for us. It just happens to be a healthy snack, but it that could apply to anything or anyone. Um, that's what people really uh, back. And um, so when we sort of speak uh, to buyers or uh, sort of uh, people like the Planet Organics, it's um, taking them on that journey. So we always um, start off by, you know, saying who we are, you know, never claiming to be bigger than what we are. I think sometimes, uh, you know, it, it's about that underdog mentality, you know, um, not not that we like to play up that fact, but it is the fact that this is the real story. You know, the entire uh, business of Superfoodio was created by a journey of our experiences. Um, and that's how we came to be. Um, and the products that we've created are our own sort of um, twists on either it be existing foods. So some of our uh, products are a granola effectively. But what we noticed was there's everyone views granola as a really good energy source, really good um, snack, whether it be for breakfast or as just, you know, munching on a few clusters here and there. But it's heavily uh, filled with sugars. So we sort of said, actually, if granola is a really good snack, why does it always have to be sweet? And why does it always um, sort of people consider it right for breakfast? So we've made a savory granola made with sweet potato. So swapped out the sugars and made it vegetable based. So, um, you know, so the binding agent isn't a honey. It isn't a maple syrup. It's not a sugar. It's actually sweet potato. It's it's vegetable. Exactly. Like, uh, you know, uh, sweet potato is such an amazing vegetable um, and it's heavily... Um, underrated nearly you know it's quite a humble vegetable in that sense um, and sort of bringing it together in a in a snacking format was quite exciting for us I mean the, the different flavors that we worked on just sort of help people expand their palate or um, sort of try something a bit different something new uh, and the way they use the product is quite interesting too. Some people just like munch on it straight from the pack. Other people kind of replace it or infuse it into meals such as pasta or soup instead of, you know, croutons, uh, etc. And it's about sort of communicating the value add of these products that we've created to a buyer. 
uh, in literally a conversation uh, rather than sort of having a really strong structured speech or a PowerPoint presentation, which uh, feels a bit, uh, you know, 1999 nowadays. Um, it's about having an authentic tone of voice, I believe, is uh, what holds us apart um, and has what has got us this far. Well, you've got me. The Swarovski of the food industry is going to put you in because I heard authentic, I heard sugar-free, yes, and I gauged passion uh, for your product. So, well done, you're in. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's interesting you mentioned the sweet potato, actually. I think I told you this when we had that first chat around the table and oh, yes. the clusters because I almost walked past your stand when I saw clusters because in my mind, I'm like, clusters equals sugar. And then I just had a quick look and then I saw no refined sugar, no added sugars and things like that. And then when I read into that and I thought, wow, this, this could actually be really good. I'll try that. And when I talked to you about the sweet potato, I think I mentioned to you that yes. you know, carbohydrates are a pretty misunderstood thing in sport, believe it or not, because we know that carbs are energy. But what kind of good carbohydrates? And sweet potato happens to be the carb of choice for many elite athletes are uh, Alistair Day who's on the podcast who's the Nutri-Grain Ironman champion back yes. in Australia uh, Nam Baldwin who we've had on a previous episode Mick, who's Mick Fenning's coach he's right into his health uh, me a few of my athletes the distance guys that know they need carbs we find that that sweet potato is the carb that we can actually have that we really do draw energy from. So, sure. well done. I don't know if it, does it even exist in the food industry to use that as a binding agent. I haven't seen it before. Um, it is a bit of a novel twist, and I think um, slowly but surely, um, people are willing to try new ingredients or infuse uh, like more heartier like vegetable based snacks. Uh, we've noticed a bit of a trend in like. Um, pea-based protein or, you know, um, squash, chickpea, puffs, etc. like vegetable-based. So it's all about sort of uh, being, bringing a bit of creativity. Uh, we're just glad that it sort of gelled really well with our vision of Superfoodio and it sort of, um, it came to life over uh, long days and evenings and nights uh, about uh, creating the perfect uh, recipe to be enabled to uh, for us to uh, share that with uh, with uh, with customers. Nirali, your background is in psychology, which really intrigues me. And I chatted with you the other day about the uh, Well to Do conference that you went to with uh, Lauren Arms, yes, who hosted that. And I asked you what your biggest take home was, and I was not surprised that when you actually thought about it and reflected on it, you came back to the visualization aspect and the power of her telling her story of creating big. Um, to, sorry, to visualizing her goals mm. to help them come to fruition. And I know that Jag has just pitched to the Swarovski of the food industry and he's done well, but I know I actually, I imagine that your background and your understanding of human behavior has really shaped a lot of this business and the way that you guys approach the markets and approach even your packaging and the wording on that. Yeah, I think it's um, it's one of those things like with psychology, I always say it just it weaves its way into everything. Um, so I've done the, the degree and, you know, all of that, but I've always found that it's not just about one aspect or one um, area of psychology. It comes into everything about why why someone will choose to do one thing over another. Um, so for us, it's quite relevant in terms of always questioning why someone would pick up our um, 
our sort of uh, snacks or you know what we're communicating to them what what is it that people are looking for and I guess just constantly asking those questions um, because you always want to know why someone behaves the way that they do and why they will choose one thing over another and I guess where you're trying to build up those relationships and um, yeah really kind of get in front of, of customers you want to really understand the why behind that. Absolutely, yeah. I think human behavior intrigues me more than anything else. And what I've found as a coach, I used to be very influenced and driven by human performance and that's shifted over the last period of time. The more I learn about the brain, the more I learn about human behavior, I now realize that that's what drives me is understanding human behavior because essentially it's that human behavior that actually drives the performance. So it's it's the underlying factor there. So look, every time I hear you guys talk, I get extremely energized and I'm very excited about what lies ahead for you both as a genuine couple in your happy, happy lives, regardless of all the, uh, the ups and downs that you spoke of, but also in the business world. Like it really does intrigue me. I look forward to, let's say in 12 months time when you might have launched in Australia and things have uh, taken off a bit more, we can do a follow up and see see where we're at so we could talk about this all day we'll wrap things up shortly but before we do I'm all about action and this is a question that I ask all of my guests on the podcast what's your advice on what specific action our listeners can take today to become more impactful in their lives and in their communities yes I guess um Thinking about action, and, and we spoke about this right at the the start, was how we sort of created that space to be able to understand, you know, what we wanted to do, what our true passion is. And I think, especially living in London, um, you know, you it's, people can be so busy all the time to to not be able to sort of stop and take a moment. So I think that's the sort of action, like to take a moment to actually think about what you really want to achieve or what your passion is or, you know, how you can get further further closer to, to that, I guess. Yeah, and for me, I guess uh, one of the most important things in my life, that's, it's about all about positivity. And, um, you know, if you start your day with a positive thought or... Um, in mind or say you have a particular like mantra or something that you can um, apply on a sort of ongoing basis um, that to create positivity or a positive environment is quite the key um, and that can set really the tone of the day the month the your entire life so just having that moment of uh, sort of positive inspiration can then sort of flow on to other people it's quite funny you know we, we i think we've touched on this topic before when, uh, in our general chats is about the energy sort of you sort of um just whether it's involuntary or not or happens at a subconscious level it sort of spreads and it people do catch it it is infectious but in a good way <laughs> absolutely so we positivity and we're creating space now we're going to, uh, I'm going to ask you the fast five questions, which I haven't actually told you about, but I think you've listened to Scotty Reardon's episode, so you know what's going on there. <laughs> but before we do, uh, I'm all about giving. One of the, the values of the podcast and my life is about giving. And I don't have any life teas with you because I didn't travel the world with them. Uh, but what I do have is our thank you card. And I know you guys are going to be in Australia uh, very soon and I'm getting your address. and I'm going to post you out a life tea. So this is one of the life teas, the charity. Actually, I was wearing this when we yes, met. That's what absolutely. sparked our initial conversation. I just realized that yeah, you did. were asking me about the tea. So it did. Uh, I'm going to take your sizes and your address and you 
get to choose which one you want after this and they'll be waiting for you when you arrive in Australia uh, when you get there soon. Fantastic. So before we do the Fast Five, two-part question, where can our listeners learn more about you guys and how can I and the listeners help you on your journey? Sure. Um, well, we're very active on um, on the social media channels, so Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, our handle is just simply at Superfoodio. So that's the word superfood and I-O at the end of that. Um, that's our social media, and our website is www.superfoodio.com. Um, do check us out. Um, and I guess in terms of how... Um, how we can help yeah exactly so I think one of the things that we sort of said our journey has sort of been based on a lot of feedback so I guess we thrive off any sort of feedback and engagement so we'd love for anyone to sort of share their experience whether it is with a superfoodio snack or you know anything that within the health and wellness world that they really enjoy at the moment or what they'd like to see more of like for us to sort of understand you know what people are sort of wanting is is really valuable yeah, that would be good. I mean, even if it's a post that you like on Instagram, I think um, these kind of um, sort of uh, platforms, it's all about community and um, encouraging and cheering each other on. We um, sort of help promote other businesses or other products. We're not sort of sh- selfish in that manner because giving someone that uh, little spark of positivity, you can really change their day. And, you know, when people drop us a line saying, you know, hey, I really love discovering your product in so-and-so shop or I love the post you've done about your new recipe, etc. on your blog, it just really uh, puts us in a good place. And to continue uh, to sort of welcome that uh, yeah, that would be incredible for us, the support. Well, I think I've given you enough feedback in this episode. The yes. word addiction is my feedback to you guys. Fantastic. One other thing I just thought of that we haven't talked about where people can find you, is there going to be opportunities for people uh, to buy online through a platform like Amazon? Is that something that you guys are exploring yeah, absolutely. That's a really good question, actually. Um, with um, platforms like Amazon sort of becoming a bit more global and accessible rather than just um, being country-specific like a shop, uh, it is something that we're already actively looking into. And, um, you know, it won't be long, so we'll definitely share that with yourselves. And hopefully uh, at that stage, we can share it with uh, all the podcasts and listeners out there to, uh, you know, try out some of our products. Absolutely. I'll definitely be spreading that when it comes onto the Amazon platform for sure. Thank you. All right. So the fast five questions. Now, this is just a quick one. Don't give yourself too much time to think about this. Just let it roll. First of all, uh, and I'm going to ask you both. You both can answer this one after the other. What's one habit you wish you could change? Uh, I think for me to think less, so overthink less. Uh, For me, it'd be when to say no, learning how to say no uh, sort of w- when I need to. <laughs> what makes you feel absolutely pumped and exhilarated and energised? I think I'm really um, sort of driven around positive energy, um, whether it be sort of in a business environment, a social or even at the gym. Uh, if I'm getting that sort of 
positive energy. I really thrive off that and I'm very much in tune with my surroundings and whenever I get that vibe, it sort of takes me to another level where, you know, whether I've had my breakfast, lunch or dinner, I can keep going and going and going. <laughs> That's what I feed off. Yeah, I think similarly being um, hearing sort of inspiring stories or meeting inspiring people and hearing about success stories, like I think that's just, it just pumps you up, doesn't it? It's just, yeah, um, yeah something to keep you going. Have you ever washed a dog? <laughs> For me, no. Oh. Uh, I'd like to say not yet. I do love dogs. So, you know, one day, hopefully down the track, uh, I can have my own little puppy and, uh, you know, I'll give it a good bath. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, you're not the first ones on the podcast that have never washed a dog. <laughs> Brilliant. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Um, I'd say be yourself. Um, I think that's that's quite key. I think what Jag was saying with being authentic, um, but just being able to to accept yourself and yeah, just be yourself. Uh, I'd say that's definitely a good one. Uh, when you do something, do it with your whole heart and commit to it. Um, that is probably something that I live by. Um, in a sense that if you do something half-hearted or sort of you got one foot in, one foot out, you'll never be able to truly kind of get the most out of it. Um, when you sort of jump in head first, it is the only way to get to the other side or sort of truly live that, um, whether it be yeah, following a passion or an interest or have got an inkling or want to read a book, you know, go for it, just get it done. And what are you most grateful for in your life right now? Uh, I'd say, I mean, the thing it always comes back to is having um, the friends and family, like the support around around us. Um, and yeah, for, for everyone there to be happy and, and healthy as well. Uh, further to that, I guess for me, it is being able to do what I truly love and discovering my passion and being able to share that, uh, you know, with friends, family, um, customers, people who I've not, not even met and um, sort of just keep growing that. Uh, that is a phenomenal thing to experience. And I think um, everyone has the opportunity to do it. It's just about making the choice. Jag and Nirali, you are legends. You are both courageous, soulful, genuine role models and mentors. Keep creating your positive movement in this health space. Thank you very much. Super! I'm sure now you can understand why I'm proud to promote what these legends are doing because it's less about their amazing products and services and more about their genuine authenticity as humans. Definitely follow these guys on Instagram and Facebook so you know when they release their new products and are available on Amazon and also when they launch in Australia. All the details are in the show notes. Also, if you're a startup or considering a startup, then definitely check out their website, beyondthebowl.co.uk, which is also in the show notes. And if you're interested to learn more about the David Beckham of the rugby world, I've even linked in George Gregan's online details in the show notes to understand more about this legend. If you like this episode, please jump onto your podcast app and give us a five-star review. This helps immensely for me to be able to continue delivering value to you. It doesn't matter what app you're using, whether it's Apple Podcasts, which is formerly known as iTunes Podcast, whether it's Podcast Addict or Stitcher or whatever it is. 
You guys subscribing and downloading each episode is what keeps this podcast alive. And also, please share with your friends, your family, your community, and everyone you believe will benefit from this podcast. Don't forget to give me your feedback on what you loved and what you want to hear more of, so what value I can help bring into your reality. Reach out to us on social media, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Life for Excellence. That's at L-I-F-E-F-O-R-X-L-N-S. And you can also find us at Your Life of Impact. And as always, remember, this is your life journey, your life of impact.